this podcast is proudly sponsored by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are live, live, live at Loyola College Watsonia with the uh, on-again, off-again director slash producer of college productions, Michael O'Keefe. He has a blog called The Mock Project and it's a video blog of a living drama teacher. Uh, Michael O'Keefe contacted me last year and said, you know, it would be a great idea for the podcast that we could get together and chat about the rehearsal process and production process of a high school musical. I said, that's such a great idea. We're all do- already doing that uh, but it fell through unfortunately but very fortunately for us Michael O'Keefe said I'm very happy to come back and record some stuff so here we are we're going to have maybe six or seven episodes on each different topic and I'd love to welcome to the podcast Michael O'Keefe. Thank you very much for having me Nick or well I'm having you in yeah. uh, at our school yeah. so thanks for coming. Thanks for having us here we really appreciate it you've got an awesome setup here I've got a tour of the performing arts facilities the classrooms it's beautiful here at Loyola College. Yeah, thanks. We've uh, we're very lucky. It's about a three year old uh, building, so uh, yeah, we've been enjoying it, working out how best to use the building as well. Well, it looks pretty great. So we are going to break up these episodes into different um, subjects, and although they might overlap a little bit, we're going to try and keep to each topic as we go. We're looking at show choice, design process, creative team, student leadership, audition process, rehearsal process, and production week. Uh, We may once again talk about some other things as we go, but those are the main topics we're covering. And we're going to start with show choice how we choose a show because that's usually the start of the process isn't it yeah it is and you do it essentially the you know very soon after finishing your last show if not a little conversation just starts to happen maybe prior to show week oh absolutely uh, i think uh, we've already decided on our 2021 yeah. show yeah so. yeah because you have to build a program a five years kind of program of and shows i'm so glad you said that because i think what a lot of uh you know directors and producers at schools do is they decide on the show because that's the show they as the director like and want to do and you, i think you fall into a trap i think you've got to look uh beyond the the year that you're doing and you've got to look in the past and for me i think um I've got this sort of rule that you can only do two no-name shows in a row. And what I mean by no-name, shows that the general public who aren't into musical theatre will never have heard of. I think you can get away with probably two, but then the third one, you need to go back to a you know well-known show, whether it's a big Disney show or something that the average punter would know about. And then you build momentum out of that show into maybe a couple that people haven't heard about. For us, that seems to have worked fairly well. And you've got a long history of directing shows and working on shows here at Loyola. 10 years worth of yeah. worth of productions that you've been yeah. a part of. And I'm in a very different context because we've only just started developing shows over the last five years. Yeah. So Eltham College, where I teach, and Loyola College yeah. are in different worlds. That's why I thought we'd be two good voices, two interesting yeah. or contrasting voices to talk about this. Yeah, so we've sort of got 25, uh, I think this year's our 25th musical. Um, and so, yeah, you, you've really got to look back at that whole history. What have we done before? What might we do in the future? We've only repeated a show once, which was Grease. Um, it's a bit of a bailout show for a lot of schools when they want to fill seats or get kids back enthused again if something goes wrong. So we've done that show twice, but we certainly now, I think, have this great method of going, okay, what sort of show? And I think the other thing to think about too is if it's sort of traditional Broadway, you know, sort of 60s, 70s, golden era Broadway, um, you need to couple that with the modern musicals, you know, like your Adams Families or your, your Hairsprays or your Wicked's or your Matildas, you know, the more modern sort of last 20 years 
sort of intersperse those as well. Yeah, and we choose our shows maybe, like I said, maybe two years out, 18 months out, or we talk about the shows in terms of audience, so not just how popular the shows are because we have a really small budget. We can't afford just any show to do any time. We have to think really carefully about the design when we're choosing our shows and how much things will cost. We can't get too excited. Uh, So we think about shows for adults and shows for young people. So what are the shows that we can bring? Because we're a ELC to year 12. Yeah. What are the shows that grade preps and one twos can come to, like Matilda and things like that? And what are the shows like You're in Town that might attract an older audience? Yeah. So we want to have a mix of shows for the audiences to enjoy as well. And we found that really interesting. You know, We did High School Musical uh, two years ago and the so the matinee performance was filled with, with young people coming. And... Uh, even though the Adams family is very family friendly, I just think the title probably just turned a few of those really young ones, you know, sort of maybe under six away. I didn't notice as many of them at the matinee as I did the year before. So they thought it would be scary. Yeah, I think so, yeah, okay. and and that's probably fair enough. But, but it's know, a musical. It's How scary a fun can it be? Musical. Yeah. Well, um, Sweeney Todd, I guess, is pretty yeah, terrifying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, the last time I saw Sweeney Todd at the National, they even flickered the lights before the show started, you know, yeah. and the big chandeliers are flickering, you know, yes. pre-show. So, yeah, scary. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right there. I think the choice of uh, the age group of who can come and see it um, will determine, and that will determine ticket sales because at the end of the day, young people buy tickets and then their parents have to come, and so that that's always a winner. So when you do go down the Urinetown uh, way, then you've made that conscious decision. You need to be aware that, you've got to market it a different way to, to fill your seats. Yeah. And we are probably lucky enough to be able to choose whatever show we want. Our leadership team or executive team trusts us a lot and we're very lucky. Uh, do you, are you in a similar position? If you're allowed to comment. Yeah, no, no, I can comment. Um, I won't be struck down with lightning, I don't think. Uh, well, look, certainly being at a Catholic school, there, uh, there would be some shows th- that are off limits. Um, in saying that, though, there's certainly... Um, you know, Catholic schools that, that probably are a little bit more more open, but you know, there's sort of some some morals and um, that that need to probably be adhered to. Um, I probably won't go to the principal asking to do Chicago, for example. Okay. Um, but we're fairly, you know, I mean, Adam's family you know, just this year, because in my mind, or just just finished, you know, a lot of adult jokes in there um, has a couple of swear words as well, which which we we did, um, mm-hmm. and there was no issue. So. Um, but certainly, yeah, I think, um, you know, you'd need to speak to your principal. We, we, uh, so you the, need to run it by your principal yeah, or but, the executive team. Yeah, but um, I can't remember him ever saying no, to be honest. But maybe we've already done the screening yeah. at our end. Yeah. Um, and look, if there was a show worth fighting for, I, I would go in and justify. You're not doing Heathers anytime soon. Not doing Heathers. No. Um, but, you know, Legally Blonde, for example, uh, recently done by Our Lady of Mercy in Marcelin in Heidelberg and Bulleen. So they, uh, and they made some very small adjustments to a couple of the songs um, and a couple of the words. And, and it was a great show. And it certainly wasn't, um, you know, you didn't go away going, oh, they really butchered that. They, they, did enough to just tweak it enough to make it, you know, Catholic enough. <laughs> yes. Have you seen that clip? And it's probably unfair to bring it up now on no, YouTube please. of that Lame Is production in America. It's quite notorious where they've changed the lovely ladies uh, are bread sellers, and they're, I'm trying to remember. I can't no. believe I, oh, it's it's just they've changed 
changed the lyrics to be about l- lovely ladies selling their bread, and it's all about wanting to sell bread. And it, it's I think it's outrageous. Someone will know the clip straight away. I'll try and find it and put it on the comment yeah. underneath in the description. But yeah, it's crazy. I'm glad that didn't happen. And well, you bring up a really good point about you know if if you have to change a show so much to fit in with your school's guidelines, then it's not worth doing. You know, yeah. there's key songs. Uh, in in musicals that once you change those, I think it changes the integrity. And of course, there's copyright issues with with you know how much you are going to change. Now, you know the rights holders are, are generally pretty good with really minor changes, but once you're deleting whole songs or changing them, then I think you probably need to rethink yeah. what and, you're going to do. And when we get to our shows, we have started having conversations with our students because we have an episode on student leadership. I'll talk a little bit more about that then, but we. Our students are a really important part of the show process. I mentioned this to you before, but we have our maybe a five or six shows that the musical director, the choreographer, um, the vocal coach, and the director get together and choose. I live with the choreographer. She's my wife. So it's really well, that, easy. That's helpful. We, we live in the world and we choose the six shows that we really want to do and only choose shows that we really want to do. So really, if the students pick any of them, we'll be really happy. We bring it to a student meeting. Uh, we talk through the budgets for the shows, what we can and can't do. We talk, you know, they all want to do Wicked and we say we can't do Wicked, we just don't have the budget. We, yeah. If you don't want to see our version of Wicked. Yeah. And then they pitch the shows that they they really want to do. The, they vote. I then send out a survey and then we talk about the shows we want to do. That's our process, at least once we've got our six selected, once we've talked about casting. We also have open casting, so everyone who auditioned gets in. Um, and then we have callbacks now that we do. So... Um, our process is it has to be a show that can accommodate large groups of people. Um, do you have a similar situation, a different situation? Uh, we certainly, um, once we get down to the few shows that we are interested in, we uh, certainly get a gauge from the students. And we do that just through conversations with, with kids going, hey, you know, what about these couple of shows? Um, it's also fun then to throw them off the track on which show we're going to announce because that's always an exciting time of year when, when the big announcement happens and some years it leaks out and you try to keep yeah, it in and it leaks yeah. out. So, yeah, we certainly – I think it is important to get some feedback from students. I was really surprised um, when, I, when I came back to the school after paternity leave, we did Wizard of Oz, and I was really surprised with a little bit of pushback from students. Uh, we didn't get as many audition and – they just felt it's an old-fashioned musical. It's a little bit boring, and and I wasn't at the school to gauge that feeling. And and in fact, we'd applied for two other shows and didn't get the rights. And that's so a huge part of it. Ended up being our third choice. Yeah. So yeah, I think a little bit of student feedback is really really vital. Um, and we apply for all those six shows that I mentioned before. So we apply yeah. for the rights. We have to have them confirmed. And if a student wants to submit the show, they have to go onto the MTI website or the Origin website and, and they the have research. to do the research. Yeah. Who's in it? Is it available in Australia? Yeah. All those things. How much does it cost? Because we can't do anything that has rights for more than $2,000. Yeah. Just can't do it. And and that's an interesting with, with show choice is that um, you need to do that research. You've got the big musicals are at that sort of two to three thousand dollar mark to begin with, and then you're eighteen percent up to I think it's a couple of Disney shows that are at twenty two percent of your ticket sales. Yeah. Um, so you need, you know, if you're a school with little or no budget, you that's prob- us. Yeah, you, sometimes you have to think outside that. There's some good Australian musicals around that charge very little and sort of nine yeah. percent of of ticket sales. Um, Oh, and also we have a 9 to 12 production that's important to our year levels is ah. year 9 to 12. What are your year levels? Yeah, so we're 7 to 12. Though The school has had a history of doing 
uh, junior musical at seven and eight, and then a nine yeah. to twelve. And we do a junior um, musical five, six, seven, eight, and we write right. that ourselves. Yeah, great. So that's our way of yeah. So we've we've, we've chopped, chopped around a little bit over time. The reason um, that we uh, are currently doing a seven to twelve is that, and we may talk about this a little bit more in the audition process, but we have a house arts festival as well called a House of Steadford. We call it house music. Uh, yeah, um, which is uh, which every student can be in. It's uh, 12-minute musical. We have six houses. They'll put on a 12-minute musical, like a mini version. Um, and so that is an outlet there for every student. And so we didn't. We went back to not having to break. We didn't feel we need to break them down. And it just got too busy, in fact. You know, we were doing a House of Steadford, two musicals, a college play, a theatre sports, a this or that, all your music concerts. It was just starting to get on top of us. So yeah. we went, oh, we'll go back to one musical. But... Um, Certainly there's a, you know, junior musicals are a great starting point for any school that's getting started, I think, because they only go for an hour. The rights are much cheaper. You can get a CD so you don't have to have a live orchestra. Do you have live orchestra? We do. And we so do. do we. Yeah. Right. Ex- think... Students, ex-students, professionals mix. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, obviously, we start with the students that can handle it at the school. Then we go to the ex-students next and then the professionals are our yeah. last. Or our instrumental music teachers. Of course. Sorry. Yes. And current yeah. staff. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, and that's you, just all about costs. Yeah, like the, so, the majority of the cost for any musical we do, all our budget goes straight away. The rights, yep. any band that we need, um, it's disappeared, and then the mics. Yeah. But once we've yep. done the mics, done the orchestra, we've yeah. that's that you know eight, eight to dollars gone, and then no more. Sometimes thirteen thousand yeah. dollars is gone before you've even started your first rehearsal. Um, you know, some nights for um, some nights uh, for our show this year, I've worked out that you know we'll be forking over a thousand dollars a night just to have the pit open, with the amount of orchestra um, needed. If yeah. if we don't get as many students and yeah. and ex students at, at a slightly discounted rate, and we so, should talk briefly about our privilege as well. How lucky we are to have both have theatres at our schools, so we're not going and hiring theatres. Yeah, lucky enough to have you know be both independent slash Catholic yeah. schools, our secular, yours is yeah. religious school. Yeah. So we are in a really privileged context. It's just that our, even in our privilege, we are there's disparity between you know, yeah, yeah. Where, where, and there's caps. Uh, yes, exactly. And, and I've been, you know, I've worked at, at schools and and done some freelance work at schools that you know we're doing it in our school hall, and they're amazing as well. And there's yeah. some really great options out there. Even if your school doesn't have a, a hall, I was thinking this morning. I remember putting on a play at a community hall that actually gave every school in the shire or the suburb one free day as part of the deal. And then after that, it was like $100 a day. It was really cheap. Um, So there are some actually pretty good options out there for schools that don't have a theatre or or a space even at their school. And you don't have to go to the the council-run theatre. There are Masonic halls and and community halls that you you could probably put on a pretty good show for next to nothing in terms of hall hire. Yeah, and if your students love it, you've got the local theatre companies that put on shows every year. If your school can't um, sustain that, I know that just in Eltham alone, because we're both kind of near Eltham, you know, near and Eltham, but we've got Eltham Little Theatre, the Heidelberg somethings. Yeah, yeah, Heidelberg Players, Players, I think. And then there's Um, the Diamond, the, anyway, the Warren Dye Theatre. I think uh, Nillenbeek Shire now have a junior show, so yeah. So if your school can't do it and your students love it, there's a way of getting that happen sure. and making that happen so yeah I, I think I think that covers it for show choice all the things that we have to consider and the way yeah. we go about doing it and that's about 10 minutes so uh, thank you very much for your time today Michael O'Keefe great thank you 
Well, that's all from us at The Aside. Uh, if you would like to keep listening, please do. We have a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. If you'd like to ask us a question, please do not hesitate to do so. Email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you very much to Loyola College for letting us record here. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Michael O'Keefe for providing his time and experience. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And, of course, thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out about the blog, The Mock Project, please go to YouTube and search for The Mock Project and uh, you will see it appear. And there's uh, episodes all from last year. And particularly for those of you out there that teach uh, drama and theatre studies, uh, one of the episodes that I think might be really interesting is I filmed the day of the theatre studies monologue and actually spoke to students straight after they got out of the room. So check it out at The Mock Project on YouTube. Thank you so much, Michael O'Keefe.